Hey, what's good, y'all? And welcome to episode eight of MCE. So guys, I know our world is a little crazy right now, as if our world has not been crazy before, but um, everything's been brought to the light a little bit brighter. Um, and whether it's the pandemic that's got your anxiety all twisted up or the racial injustice that is hitting too close to home, something that we've been battling for over 400 years that still boggles my mind that it's even an issue, um, or even something even more personal like a severe loss in your family or um, a traumatic experience that you're going through right now, all of us need something a little positive, right? Um, we need a little bit of sunshine. And while some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about in this episode can be a trigger for some people, so there is a trigger warning here, um, everything that I'm going to talk about in this episode is about healing. And I think that's what we need. I think that's what our world needs. Um, we need to we need to heal. And um, I asked you guys questions on my social media. And I got your input on what your thoughts are on this topic. And I'm going to share those things. Um, and then I'm going to share with you a piece of me that is very much a part of why I even embarked on this healing journey. So um, welcome to episode eight, self-healing. Like I said previously, guys, this is an episode with some raw content, um, a story of something that was very traumatic for me, and it is a trigger for other people who have had similar experiences. So please be advised and continue listening with your own um, discretion. This is a trigger warning. Alright guys, let's get into this content. Um, so on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, I asked you guys a series of questions. And you guys were really responsive and interactive this time. And I'm really thankful for that because that really does help me get new ideas and new, new viewpoints for my content. And I like to be able to make it more of a discussion versus just my insight. And so I'm really excited to share your responses before we get into this little story time with me about something very traumatic that happened in my life um so the first question that I asked was what does self-healing mean to you or how do you envision self-healing when you think about it and um a couple of you responded and they're all relative they all relate to each other um and I think that's beautiful because even though we do it differently we all have the same kind of concept behind our healing and that's what unites us at the end of the day as a force versus opponents like we're not against each other we all just need to to work together to make this world a beautiful and more sane place you know um so the first person that responded said that when you're recognizing that there's an issue and then you're easing yourself into a change, which I think that is the perfect definition for healing, no matter if it's big or small. Um, and the example that she gave me, she wrote me on Facebook, and the example that she gave me was about food. If you have a food thing, like you are overeating, you know, you're eating all this junk food and snacks and you're just, you want to stop because you're trying to lose weight. She said, you recognize that issue because you're like, oh shit, I need to lose weight, you know? And then you ease yourself into it. Like you give yourself a snack at a specific time during a day and then 
you know, if you if you want some chips, you can have the chips, but in proportions, you know, um, and then easing yourself into no longer needing that and then finding a healthier alternative. And I thought that was a good way to look at it, because although that's not healing, you know, you're healing an aspect of you. You know, you're healing your mind to say, I don't need that food. You're healing your insecurity behind your weight. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at that. And you can use that and insert, you know, said whatever into those components. So recognizing that you have anger issues and then easing yourself into a change by either going to therapy, reading self-help books, going to anger management classes, talking to somebody, creating mechanisms that help you with your anger, you know? there you can use it with literally anything so I thought this was a great way to define it um somebody else said finding what brings you peace and I like that because when I think of healing I do think of peacefulness um as do I think a lot of people but I also want to shine light on the fact that healing isn't just all rainbows and sunflowers right so to find that peace you have to go through that storm just like a flower needs rain to grow you have to go through that storm so I thought that was a beautiful way to put that Um, Somebody else said letting go of illusions. And I like that because the word illusion isn't it. (laughs) Um, But if you think about it, a lot of times our issues are merely man-made. They're created in our minds. And we could have something so positive right in front of us, but we're looking at it in a negative light or focusing on the one negative about it. And we're creating a false reality for ourselves. And I think that's beautiful. Because if we let go of that illusion and we choose to look at it in a different light and say, okay, this is great. No matter what tries to step in my way, this is still great. It, it opens up a new world and a new light for us to shine on ourselves and heal parts of ourselves with the positive things that are already inside of our world. And that leads me into what the last person that responded said. Well, she's not the last person that responded, but the last point that I took from what all of you responded to. And she said, coming to terms with all things, whether they're good or bad, and becoming grateful for both of them, no matter what the circumstances. And I think that's beautiful because we have to accept and find the good in the bad. You know, we can't enjoy the good until we enjoy the bad. And that sounds weird, but we have to we have to be in that for a little while. I said this on a couple of my episodes. You have to be in the ugly for a little bit to appreciate what's in the in the beautiful you know um and you never know the bad might be a blessing in disguise that's keeping you out of a harmful situation that's keeping you away from something that's toxic and it's only perceived as bad by you and not in reality you know um so I thought all of these were great responses and they really got my my brain going on how I wanted to do this episode because as I was posting these questions I had no idea on what I was going to actually talk about and I kind of just developed it as I wrote down my notes and I thought that was great so I appreciate you guys um the second question that I asked was what does healthy healing look like versus forced healing um and all of these were really you know the same but reworded differently so I'm going to share all three of them um the healthy boundaries setting boundaries and I even challenged this person when they said this and said do boundaries need boundaries you know because 
how many of us have challenged boundaries? You know, how many of us had crossed the line, even though the boundaries were put into place? So I thought that was an interesting one, but it is essential. Having boundaries, healthy boundaries is a healthy part of healing. Um, being able to say no, being able to know when it is enough, being able to know when you need space versus when you need to be socializing. It's all that. Um, and then they also said force healing is pretending going through the motions and just pretending that you're fine or pretending that it doesn't exist um and I'm going to come back to that in my in my story time in a minute somebody else said healthy is going through the emotions whereas force is ignoring those same emotions and that's kind of the same thing as what was said before except um it's about emotions like if you're having a feeling or you're dealing with something very that's making you very sad a lot of times we try to ignore that and distract ourselves with something happy or something more positive, which is fine, but you also need to deal with it. You can't let it sit there because it's just covered up. It doesn't go, it's not going away. Um, so I thought that was great. And then the last one says establishing what's real versus what I created out of my own anxiety and insecurities, which kind of goes back to um, letting go of illusions, right? So I think that one was great too. And then I asked this question, which a lot of you were confused by, so I'm going to be more specific in what I meant by it, because I had to explain it to people who actually wanted to put their input in. And I said, the question originally was, what woke you up? And what I mean is, what woke you up to decide that you wanted to be healed, that you wanted to do healing work, that you wanted to focus on yourself for a little bit? Um, and uh, I have three responses. One is very specific, so I'm going to do that one last. But the, fir uh, the first one says, realizing that my actions and beliefs were all created from a place of hurt instead of a place of love. Um, and I think that's great when you realize that you're doing things because you're hurt. Like you're, you're socializing with a certain type of people or you're, you're argumentative or you're jealous insecure those kind of things those are from a place of hurt instead of a place of love because how can we be jealous if we're loving how can we be insecure for loving of ourselves you know if we're secure within ourselves none of those things actually matter they're human and they happen and that's when we have to take a step back and realize what's wrong in this situation is it me is it the person is it the situation what is it what do I need to do so I thought that was great another one was wanting clarity in specific areas of life and realizing that growth cannot occur in the clouds needing to be reminded of what's real versus what my trauma and emotions were creating in my mind and that also like all of these are kind of relate relating you know like going back to the illusions going back to establishing what's real versus what's created out of my own anxiety and insecurity these are all relative and a lot of times we do need to come down out of the clouds and find that clarity and realize like this is reality this is what's really happening I'm alive I'm okay this is that this is this you know and kind of figuring out who we are you know because a lot of times that that illusion I'm gonna keep using this word that illusion was created and we're kind of like okay is that real am I this person or did I create that person in all of these different emotions and you know anxieties and insecurities ways I've been treated before that have made me feel like I'm this you know so I thought that was great and then the last one I'm going to share with you one of my friends actually wrote this and I'm just going to read it exactly how it's written um I kind of reworded a little bit of it, but this is what she meant. Um, and she said, educating myself on what was really going on around me so that I could better protect myself. Learning that life would be harder for me as a black gay woman dating interracially. And this person, I love this person to death. She's been a great friend to me for years on top of years. Um, whenever I've needed her, she's been there. 
and she she's she's older than me and she's taught me a lot she's helped me become the stable person that I'm becoming and we've actually never really talked about this topic before and so I actually reached out to her if you haven't been paying attention to my social media season two is coming up this fall and in season two I'm doing straight features I'm featuring people, poets, artists, people that just want to share their testimonies. We're having conversation, okay? And she's being featured on my first episode, and we're going to talk about racial injustice, racism, being black in the South, being black and gay in the South, um, dating interracially in the South, um, and just kind of like what this means for her opposed to me because I'm white. You know, I'm not a black woman in America, so I can't I can't speak up as loudly as she can. But I have a platform for her to be able to say how she feels, say her truth and be there as an ally. And that's what we're going to do on season two. Um, But she's the one that wrote this. And I thought that, you know, wow, I haven't I haven't learned this much about you. And I want to talk more and I want to be there and I want to know what I can do. And so I'm really excited for that conversation. But this is what she said woke her up to realizing that, you know, There was more that she needed to do for herself to protect herself, protect her children, protect her family. Um, And I thought that was, that's a beautiful thing, even though it comes from such a negative place, you know, um, she's doing what she's got to do for herself. And I, I can appreciate that. And the last question says, what's in your healing kit? And I'm just going to list off the things that people said, and then we're going to get into the story time. Um, People said CBD oil, essential oils, their children, an Xbox, poetry, sage, the Bible, um, journaling, Epsom salt baths, family and friends, of course. (laughs) Miss Tab, my partner's mom, said her deck with an oversized umbrella. It's her she deck, and honey, that umbrella is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Um, And then space, time, and therapy. Therapy is a very, you know, stigmatized thing, but you don't realize how much power is in that therapy. Um, And all of these, I will say, are actual healthy ways to heal. Um, Nobody is told how to heal, you know. There's no right or wrong way, but there are ways that people think they're healing, like using substances like alcohol or drugs that, you know, they feel like... And I don't believe marijuana is a drug, okay? So I'm not talking about you guys that smoke weed. I'm talking about, like, popping pills or doing crack and stuff like that that's a mask that's not actual healing so I was really proud that nobody actually wrote me that because I was scared I was like what if people say like going out and having a drink because sure let's go have a glass of wine let's go have a drink at a bar you know not with COVID but you know um but when does that become too much when do we need to say you know like I can't I can't keep doing this because this is not healthy right So I'm really proud that everybody's healing kit that reached out to me contains something of substance and that is actually proven to work. Um, So yeah, thank you guys for all your input and sharing these experiences with me and I hope that I've done them justice, Tiara, (laughs) and given you a a mini voice before we do our episode um, because you are a really good friend of mine and I don't want your story to be shadowed by anything that I have to say as a white woman in America I want everything to be your truth so I hope that I've worded all of this okay and that you are accepting of it um so yeah now we're gonna take a quick break before we get into this story time y'all keep listening (laughs) 
All right, y'all. There's no easy way for me to do an intro to this story time, so we're just going to get into it, okay? In 2018, I was sexually assaulted. I was abused mentally, emotionally, and physically by someone I was friends with and somebody that I thought I could trust. It broke me to pieces, y'all. Um, the healing for this part of my life just began, though, and it's something that I have first had to accept for what it is and then move forward with respect for who I am with this as an addition to my story. You know, I'm adding a part of me that I didn't even want to be a part of me. That acceptance was a grueling process. I went into a dark hole and I, I lived with fear because this person would text me and follow me, show up at my apartment and just sit in the car. No matter if I blocked them or even tried to escape, they were always around somewhere and somehow. And I just didn't know how to escape it until I was told to accept it. Um, I went to a therapist who specifically specifically worked with traumas like rape and sexual assault and she told me to say it, to say I was raped, to say I was sexually assaulted, and to say I was abused. Because I was creating a void in my mind by burying those statements and trying to act like it didn't happen to me. But I needed to acknowledge it, to speak it, and it needed to be real for me to be able to level up and start to heal. And truthfully, that's when my acceptance began. Um, I literally battled with it, though. I didn't like the fact that this horrible thing was attached to me, not even just the action, but the energy as well. I felt like I essentially had a demon attached to my spirit, draining me with every advance that I tried to make. And I, I wrote out my feelings. I blogged about my experiences. I talked to my therapist and my friends, but it felt like nothing was helping me. Um, but that's because even though I was acknowledging it, like my therapist told me to do, I was doing that to others and not for myself I never made it real for me to me by me um so I just I woke up different one day and I I deleted my blog I said I wasn't talking about it anymore and then I had that combo with myself about it and it took me it took me a year but I accepted it and now we're here and this is kind of like right around the time I started my podcast um acceptance doesn't equal equal healing when we're speaking on huge traumas though um it's just an intro to what's to come um after I was finally able to look at myself in the mirror again I realized that I was able to try things again like wear clothes that I had shunned to the back of my closet have sex be flirty allow someone to care for me even even down to having a healthy disagreement without fear of being punched um but just because I was able to do these things did not make them easy body image is something that I still struggle with I'm bigger up top um and in my stomach area so clothes just fit me weird even if I do size up they're either too tight or too baggy and I'm afraid to let it just show um I'm just too afraid to be comfortable in my own skin and then talking about sex sex was uncomfortable sex is uncomfortable sometimes both in a physical and mental way um I'm getting better with getting back to myself, being playful with my partner, Blake, and allowing, you know, him to care and for the, all the care to come in abundance. But, you know, that fear still lives inside on occasion. All of this to say that, you know, my healing kit is full of things, both materialistic and ideals. I'm not healed from this experience in its entirety, and I'm not even sure that I, you know, will ever be because... I lost such a huge part of me that day, but over the past two years, I've learned more about myself and my relationship with God, and that is truly what gives me hope, 
um, and my strength to keep going because without him, I really don't know where I would be. Um, trauma's tough, but I know a lot of you probably relate to this story and my experiences. And the fear will keep you locked away from your own healing kit, so don't allow it to. Allow yourself the time to be in the ugly but never consumed by it. Allow yourself to be human and do not allow yourself to desensitize your experiences, no matter if they're big or small. And that's that on that. Um, I told you I don't want to get into much detail about everything that went on with this experience for me because I'm trying to let that part go. Um, accepting it was really hard for me. Like I said, it took it took took a long time. Um because I didn't want it to define me. I was scared that people would look at me and say, oh, that's the girl that got raped by so-and-so, you know? That's the girl who got beat up by so-and-so. Like, I don't want that attachment. Um, Sexual assault is something that a lot of women endure. And in friendships, in relationships, in, in work environments, it doesn't matter. Uh, women are sexualized, period. And it's disgusting it's demoralizing it's dehumanizing it's it's just awful um and it creates a a new brand of women who are fierce and fiery and who will not take your shit and I'm one of those people and I will not settle for any type of belittlement I will not settle for any type of whistling at me or calling me sexy Um, or, you know, don't size me up because I will size you down. Like, that is how I feel. Um, I know so many people who have been through similar situations as me, and I would have never thought that that was something that they endured. Um, no, this person is not in jail. No, this person is still, she's still free. Um, and... I was trying not to say she, but fuck it. She's still free, and she. I actually saw her at Pride last year. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. Me and Blake went to Pride, and we saw her with another girl, and I literally said a prayer for that girl that her experience with this person is not the same as mine because if it is, I want her to get out. And that's the thing. This person has a track record. Um... But yeah, that's enough about them. This is more about me, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is where I'm at healing from that. Like it really is reflected. Things like that, things like anything, any any kind of trauma, it's reflected in your everyday life. It's in your communications with your your coworkers, with your boss, with your friends, with your family, with your partner. Um, it's in the way you dress. It's in the way you eat. It's in the way you think. It's in how you take care of yourself and you know, I try to cover up. That's what I do because I'm scared that somebody else is going to look at me in the way that she did and, you know, dehumanize me and make me an object. And I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for anybody. Um, but the truth is that I'm learning and I can wear what I want to wear and not be afraid that somebody is going to take advantage of that, um, down the road because they shouldn't, they should have enough respect and, and conscience and moral to to not disrespect somebody in that way um but the truth is is that that that's what happens you know um 
we're t- women are told not to wear revealing clothes, but men are not told to not rape people. Um, and vice versa, like women rape men, men rape men, women rape women. Like it's it's just a mess. And I I literally, if you can't tell, my energy drains when I talk about this because. It is something that drains me. It makes me remember my emotions, which is a healthy thing. I need to remember how I felt, how I feel. It's not even past tense. It's still it's still a part of me. It'll always be a part of me. Like I said, I don't know if I'll ever truly fully heal um, because that is such a very big um, traumatic thing to go through. Um, but I do know that as a woman of God and a woman of purpose of inspiration of influence of motivation of creating um I have strength and I have power and I have will and I have purpose and so I'm not going to allow something like this to make me go back to a riverfront and try to be done with the world and become one with the earth I'm not going to do that I'm going to continue to keep pushing and hopefully help somebody like me um I love you guys if you relate and you want to talk feel free to reach out to me um if you want to know you know what else I have in my healing kit um some of the things that I can tell you that I had in my healing kit um essential oils really helped me through a lot of this um it sounds silly but it's true it really did um being outside and honestly talking to my partner about it and being able to tell somebody even though you know I think it was traumatic for him to hear this as well and he's had to deal with that in his own way um it was it was cleansing to you know be believed by people because a lot of times women are not believed And I know there are a ton of people out there who are friends with this person who don't believe me. They've told me they don't believe me. But that's not their truth to decide. Um, And that's that on that. (laughs) Um, My partner has been a big help in helping me through this journey. Um, He's still by my side. And although we've had our ups and downs, he's really helped me understand my own beauty and understand my own worth and I am so appreciative of that um but also I'm really just appreciative of learning being having the ability to read things to learn things and use that and apply that to myself and it's not given to me it's something that I've given myself and I think that's the beauty in it is that I don't necessarily need anybody to heal this because I'm going to I have to do the work So being able to give that to myself has been such a wonderful experience. And I hope that I am an inspiration to somebody or even just a mentor for somebody who is dealing with the same kind of things. Um, But yeah. All right, y'all. That's it for this episode. If you want to talk more, hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on my website. Go check out my blogs. Um, my website is mce-podcast.weebly.com. Um, and yeah, let's talk and let's remember to stay elevated. Stay tuned.
By the way, if you guys are wanting to be featured on season two of MCE, please DM me on Instagram, message me on Facebook, or write me through my email that is on my anchor.fm account or on my website. Um, I already have five episodes booked. So please be mindful that when you come at me wanting to be featured, (laughs) I need to know what your idea is so that we don't talk about multiple don't have multiple people talking about the same thing on one season i have no problem with it being integrated we just need to have a specific thing that we're talking about that's different from everybody else so we're not reiterating everything that everybody else is saying we want to keep the content alive okay um but yeah feel free to reach out to me if you're a poet or a musician please reach out to me i'm wanting to feature people on my spoken word sundays um this coming season um my season is entitled the poetic storyteller so it's all about testimonial it's all about art it's all about poetry it's all about musician it's all about all of the art incorporated into all of that so please come to me and message me these ideas that you guys have tell me where you're located you don't have to be local anchor has this thing where we can do it virtual so um as long as you have the app or you can go to the website and you have access to record um we can do it so let me know hit me up and let's collab all right y'all stay elevated and stay safe out there i love you guys